Welcome to the Nicole Murphy Podcast, where we explore the impact of media and the power of individual stories on the world that we live in today. Enjoy! Let's start with COVID, right? You had a download before COVID happened. Do you want to just explain what happened there? And then we'll go back to your near-death experience and kind of your journey. Sure. Well, usually, um, you know, if I'm doing sessions, it's, uh, you know, I I got Nicole here. What you got for me? It's like I'm calling them. And um, on this particular day, it's like they called me. It was supposed to go to work and hardly ever miss work. And I phoned my director and I said, hey, you know, I think I'm going to stay home today. And he goes, oh, are you sick? And I don't know. And I called a mental health day, I guess. I don't know. I just felt like I needed to. And uh, he says, yeah, you earned it. And, you know, you never miss. So, so I stayed home. And then it was just like, ping, you know, Darren, uh, get, uh, you know, get a pen and paper. And it was like them calling me. And I wrote these, started writing everything down. And, you know, at first it was saying there was going to be big civil unrest in the U.S. Um, and it was going to die down. And then it was re- resume in Canada. And it was kind of go, you know, many countries. And then it was going to die down for a while. Uh, and then it was going to start up and um, go really worldwide. Um, the, and perhaps that part hasn't, hasn't happened yet. But the other two, when you think of uh, January 6th in the U.S., when you think about the uh, truckers in Ottawa and then the sport they got, you know, in Europe and Australia and things like that, um, I also saw a war. I couldn't tell you that it was going to be in the Ukraine and, and, and Russia, but I saw, you know, I saw a lot of missiles coming down and things. And, um, and then uh, I was told there's going to be a great deception uh, placed upon the world. And um, it's Team Dark was on a major offensive. They wanted to divide and conquer us. And um, they didn't really care what side we picked, the darkness I'm talking, um, as long as we got pissed off about it and we got angry and we got militant. And um, so in fairness, they did say that both sides would be lied to, but this great deception um, was, um, was something very big. I, I, I really, I didn't have much of an opinion about it, to be honest with you. I did, it didn't sit well with me, but... It, you know, when, once it starts transpiring and, and then this, you know, looking back on, on what this kind of told me, I was on, on a wait and see thing, right? Um, and um, so, you know, I waited as long as possible and then say, yeah, no, uh, you know, this is just adding up too much and too much evidence coming out to the contrary that, that, that this isn't a good thing. And if you think back to it, you know, still to this day, but especially back then, I mean, it really did divide and conquer friends and family. And, and um, you know, I have a different opinion than, you know, many in my family. And they're all good people. And they're all doing the best thing that they can. And they, you know, they think is right for them. And, you know, um, I know issue what somebody else does, you know, for themselves and that. But it's, um, you know, us getting ostracized for our decisions. And, you know, um so it was, uh, you know, it really was divisive and, uh, you know, it still is um, in many ways. So um, it's pretty much played out exactly the way um, they showed me. 
they did show me a list of a few countries. They asked me not to share for whatever reason. I haven't written down. And I can tell you, uh, two, I think there were six of them. Two of them have, uh, there's, there's big civil unrest happening in those countries right now. So, um, you know, probably wouldn't be too hard to figure out who they are. So, um, yeah, it, it was quite the journey and it was uh, interesting and it still continues to unfold. And this happened in, was it October 2019? I can't remember the exact date. That you yeah, said. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. October 13th, I think. October thirteenth, two thousand nineteen. So yeah, there was no, there was nothing on our radar screens that could have predicted what has taken place the last couple of years. Yeah, and you know, it was it was funny, like because like I kind of had a bit of a download then, and then I had one kind of almost a year later kind of thing, and and uh, it was um, like I said, it, it wasn't sitting with me. I think my you know my soul, my conscious knew that it wasn't right, but. You know, I have friends that were like, ah, and they're going off and all this stuff. And, you know, but, you know, people that were obviously in hindsight, much more knowledgeable and educated than I was at the time about it. So it's not like I was this, you know, you know, big, you know, ultra right wing or ultra anything. It was, you know, I was very much moderate in, and, you know, I didn't trust it, but I didn't know enough about it. And now it's kind of in hindsight because, you know, I'm thinking of these people they are sending these emails, they're sending these things and I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, <laughs> I was, uh, I was, uh, you know, for the most part neutral, but you know what? I, I look, it served me well, what spirits being able to show me and so forth over the years. And so I had no way to doubt them, you know, uh, look, you know, mankind can skewer things. They can, you know, show you statistics that, lead to you know to favorable to their position and things like that um but really i mean it it really did unfold much as you know i was shown it would and and just what i was sensing with it so you know i went from a just uh, just wait and see i'm not jumping up for this right now blah 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 and you know it's hard i uh I know I used to work at the airports, right? It would, you know, became mandatory for that. Um, love to travel. I, you know, there's, there's so many ways that, and that's what I think that they were banking on that, you know, people wouldn't get, want to give up those things. But, you know, now, I mean, hindsight's, you know, 2020 kind of thing, but, you know, yeah, I got COVID. Um, I got it twice, I think. And, um, but so did many people that I know that are vaccinated. Um, but you know, I just actually just came from a place today and, you know, the lady's father passed away for, you know, shortly after getting vaccinated and getting, getting fluid in the lungs and things like that. And, you know, I, I really do feel that, you know, history will, will prove, um, that, um, this, you know, really, this is rooted from evil in my opinion. I want to come back to this in a bit, but let's, let's, for people who are listening to this and they're going, okay, hey, what's going on? Why don't we go back to your abilities and when these abilities started to show up in your life and kind of sure. your journey to embracing them? Yeah. Um, well, I go way back when I was in uh, junior high, I used to have dreams and it really became forms of premonitions that, you know, I dreamed something, you know, and the next day would happen. They were really, I mean, I was in high school and they were, really high school things that I was seeing. Oh, 
you know, oh, you know, for Lynn, yeah, they're going to get in a big argument today and they, they're best friends and they never fight. And then, never, and then it would happen. And so it was like silly little things at first. And then one day I had a dream that a, a roller coaster went off the track and killed three people. Uh, and later that day, of course, you know, during the night I had that West Ham Jamal, the mind bender went and killed, I think, I believe it was three people. And my brother-in-law was actually one of the first responders to West Ham Jamal. So now I'm like, ooh, shit's getting real. And um, I, there wasn't really, I don't even think we had internet back then. I There wasn't anybody to teach me. I didn't understand things, you know, and it scared me to be honest. I was like, ooh, dibs out, right? I don't want this. And so I thought I turned it off. Um, at least I turned off my clairvoyance, uh, the clair scene. And, uh, but um, I went into the military police, you know, when I was 19 years old, right out of high school and stuff. And, you know, things happened uh, when I was there that, you know, they used to call me a shit nigga. Things would happen right in front of me and they'd be like, what? And how do you get all these cases? And how, you know, and maybe then I thought it was, you know, some hot shot, but I really, I'm not that smart. You know, I felt like things, spirit were always putting things in my path. And fast forward to 2012, um, I had a slip and fall. My brain swelled. They, I woke up six, later, six hours later in a CAT scan at the UA hospital. Uh, eventually, they had to drill a hole through my head to relieve the pressure. From that, I contracted bacterial meningitis. They passed away actually in Calgary for a brief period of time. I've gone back and you know looked at the uh, or had the doctor read the records to me, and it, you know it's just so sterile. Doesn't really say much because I would like to know how long I was gone. I don't have these great um, experiences of going to heaven and so forth and seeing all these things. My dad did. My dad died in 1976 for the first time. He was gone for over 10 minutes. Um, he was a very decorated police officer. He won the Order of Canada for, you know, and, you know, doesn't, you know, to me, he was my dad and I trusted him and I loved him, you know, but he was a very trustworthy person. And he came back and said, Darren, the overwhelming feeling of love and happiness that awaits for us on the other side is amazing. We feel so welcome, so loved. And, and you know, it was just, you know, from that point forward, I never had any doubt about heaven or God for that matter. And but fast forward to me now in 2012, mine was like a timeout basketball. And when I when I woke up and like in uh, nurse says, oh, you know, I was getting a I was getting a, a lumbar puncture at the time, so they put a needle in my spinal cord, pulling out the cerebral fluid, and I just felt sick. And you know, I'm gonna throw up, and I could see people moving around, but nobody's bringing me a basin. That's all I remember. And then when he came into me, he says, oh. You scared us. I said, you scared me. I thought I was going to yak all over you guys, right? And he goes, no, no, we lost you. He says, we had to bring in resuscitation. And I didn't remember to that point. And then as soon as he said that, pain, now mind you, I was only awake for about a minute by that time. But um, I just had this feeling that I had, you know, this conversation with some magnificent being. And like I said, it, it was like a timeout basketball. It's like, hey, dummy, we've given you these abilities. You're not using them. Get back in the game. Let's go. And uh, but I don't. I don't think I'm meant to. You know, and I've done a lot of studying on that since. But I don't think I was meant to know the full topic or the full conversation that I had. I think my soul was still tethered uh, to my body, but it was just a quick time out and cup talk, and away you go. <laughs> and and 
I mean, what kind of abilities have you started to develop and and where has that led after that experience? Well, I, you know, in fairness, I, I, I've had the abilities all along. I just didn't realize it or didn't have a belief in it and, and so forth. But, um, you know, it's, I guess, look, I um, quite often can feel that I can see in my mind's eye your past loved ones um the most of what i do actually is what i call spiritual coaching it's just helping people get find the light on their own of what whatever that means to them whatever the higher greater being is sort of thing um without putting titles on it so 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 for much but um no i helped a lot of people on their pathway in life um things that i didn't expect from it were getting people off addictions um I don't know how ADAP works and things like that, but I think it's just having a different perspective of, uh, you know, uh, maybe who the puppet masters are, what I, what I call Team Dark. So Team Dark would be, you know, um, uh, earthbound entities sometimes, um, shadow people and demons. And, um, you know, people need to realize that, hey, a lot of times they're trying to pull the strings on you and you have the ability to break free from that and so forth. So it's so maybe a different perspective that they have um, been blessed to be able to help find four different missing people. Um, and um, there's some I couldn't find, some don't want to be found, some there's more things that need to be played out. Um, but a lot of it is just, um, and, and doing ghost busting too and, and removing bad entities from homes and giving people that, you know, peace of mind in their own home and things like that. So I would say, you know, really, I, Darren himself, uh, has no skills or no abilities. The only thing I give myself credit for is being Spartan enough to know that I'm not smart enough to be able to do these things on my own. So I'm just a transmitter receiver for Team Light. So Team Light would be your past loved ones, your angels, and your creator. So, uh, you know, and and just trying to to work through that beautiful, loving life force to, to help people. Mm-hmm. So, this idea of team darkness and team light, it's interesting because there are people who believe that what you're doing is um, is darkness. Yep. What, are you, what are your thoughts on that? You know, it's a great question because it's a question I asked myself before when, when I started with it. When you go back to the Old Testament and the uh, you know, book of Leviticus and so forth, it says, um, you know, you not be defiled by by mediums. Uh, the dead have nothing to say. Things like that. And I actually say it's 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 generally it's good advice. People look at me and say, "Well, you're a medium." Well, I don't know. Am I? I you know, I, I hate the word psychic. That's not what I resonate with. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know your lottery numbers, and we're not meant to. I don't believe. But um, <clears throat> I, I have been shown things in the future. But it's more about your pathway. Are you on the right pathway? We just need to get you on the right path. Even if we don't know what your destination is, are you going down the right path sort of thing? So, you know, it's a great point. And I actually went to two different ministers because, look, I don't want to do anything to piss the boss off, you know, and I know what it says in, you know, scripture. Um, And I had lengthy conversations with both of them. And they both came to the same conclusions. And they said, Darren, I think you have a lovely gift. You have spiritual discernment. And that we, you know, we feel, and this was separate occasions, separate uh, denominations. And we think you have a lovely gift and, and we want you to keep doing that. 
So that was important to me. Now, I mean, I could get into the whole thing about, look, the majority of religions or, or the populist religions here um, don't really study too much from the Old Testament. You know, in the same book of Leviticus, it you know, tells you how to keep your slaves and that women shouldn't talk in church. And uh, if they have questions about God, they ask their husbands. And when they menstruate, they should leave town. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, and, and speaking against homosexuality and things like that. So, I mean, I don't, it's hard for me. I consider myself Christian. I consider myself spiritual. Um, and I don't think they have to be, um, in, you know, at odds. And there's many that may feel different, and that's fine. I respect that. But it's hard for me to believe that a loving creator would want us to enslave one another. So we have to think of that time and where it came. Now, when we look at the New Testament and what's going forward, it doesn't speak of those things so much, right? And it also says we're all we're all given a gift of some kind, whether it be hearing or, you know, you know, we're kind of like a mystic sort of thing. I don't believe that God stopped talking to us when the Bible was completed. So I don't think I have any greater abilities than anyone else. Maybe it's just that I realized um, how to do that or to accept it and, and, and to have faith in that. So, um, and also from my study with a lot of people like me, like my dad that have had new death experiences, many of them will tell you, and you know, please don't take my word for it, you know, go on YouTube and you can watch them and stuff. You know, they come back, they don't have fear. They know we have a life purpose and they're anxious to get back to it, even if they don't know exactly what it is. And they really say that, you know, they all, many of them will say that they saw Christ up there. But um, when asked, there's a guy named Dr. Um, Jeffrey Long from Texas, who's an oncologist who studies, he's a world's leading uh, expert in near-death experiences. And he said that um, a lot of the people that have claimed to speak to God or Christ you know, and they ask them, you know, what's the one true religion? And they say they're all different pathways of the same mountain to me. So, you know, I don't believe God is spiteful. I don't believe, you know, when people say, oh, I'm a God-fearing person. I think he's loving, and I think we have the ability to create our own lives. And that's part of the gift he's given to us. And same if, if you've ever read the book, um, you know, Conversations with God, it, you know, it kind of says that. And it you know, Christ was an amazing teacher, but he also talks about Buddha. And, you know, Buddha isn't, Buddhism isn't a religion so much to me because I'm not sure that they believe that, but it's a wonderful way of life. So I, I'm more about um, finding similarities in our beliefs and commonalities as opposed to differences. My family's from Northern Ireland. People being killing themselves for the slight differences between Protestant and Catholicism for centuries. What has that got them? You know, if, you, if you're picking up a weapon in the name of God, I don't think you understand his intent. Mm. So mm. I respect people, you know, when they have those questions, because it's the same questions I have. And we're all on different journeys, and I understand where they get that from. But, you know, it seems a lot of churches now, and, and you know, there's a church here locally, and, and they're fantastic. They even have people that go out and do paranormal investigations and they do clearings and they think, so it's, you know, our minds are opening up to the possibilities and I don't profess to think that I know all the truths. I don't think any man does, but it's, you know, uh, it's that journey to try and find it out and it's different for all of us. Mm. 
Mm. I want to go back. So, so I love that you said you've helped people find if they're on the right path. Cause I talk about this a lot too, when we're not living with a purpose or, or meaning life becomes really empty. What do you think is the biggest misconception around, let's say destiny? Um, you know, there's, there's, there's many great, great quotes that say things both from, from, uh, you know, from the Bible, from, from Buddha, from even the Quran and things like that. And, and, you know, it basically just says, you know, well, let it be like, ask the Lord and you can receive, uh, Henry Ford even said, whether you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. So it's really about positive manifestation. You can, it can have different kind of names. It can have, um, you know, whether it be, I believe there's one and only one creator and, and one, whether you call it God or you call it Allah or whatever. Um, but it's, you know, it's having like, to me, it's having both faith in him, but faith in yourself. And the we, the biggest thing I say is that we do not realize our potential. We are so much stronger than we give ourselves credit for. We understand. If I am being asked to go to Nicole's house to, to do, some, do some ghost busting because she has evidence or feels or something there, whatever, to me personally, from my experiences, it, the heart, it's not the hard part to get rid of the demon or the ghost or the shadow person or whatever. What is hard is for me to flip that switch in your mind that says it's not there anymore, to understand that it's gone. If I sense it, if my, my uh, electronics have sensed it there, okay, we know, and then we do the remote. And I'll, you know, when you can sage and smudge and use Palo Santo, and those are all great tools and everything, but honestly, I actually have evidence on video. What gets rid of them is the prayer. We have, um, so we have a case. Sorry, Darren, the audio is just being a little bit, it's just like, is, it? is there, is there a way you can be a little bit closer to, cause this yeah, is really sorry. powerful. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. I, I do have a little okay. fog in my throat, so that could be part of the yeah, issue. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Too, like, so let, I'm going to just ask the question. I can do a little in and out. Okay. So you do ghost busting and. And what do you see actually gets rid of these entities and what are some of the challenges that you actually come by? The, uh, what gets rid of it undoubtedly is the removal prayer. And we actually have evidence on that. So uh, a friend of mine, Tom, is uh, similar to me and very different than me. Um, we both have law enforcement backgrounds. I believe very much in spirit spirituality. He believes very much in science. So it's a good balance, uh, you know, for um, objectivity when we do do investigations. So what our technology shows, we have an EMF, electromagnetic field reader that will show when there's energies, entities around. We also have a camera that, that takes um, um, sonar, just like submarines, and infrared. So it can see things that our naked eye can't see, and it'll do it in any um the shape of, uh, of whatever it is that's being reflected back. So we're at a place where we believe there was a poltergeist and I felt the pain in my chest and they can do that. They try to mess with me a little bit. And the EMF was showing numbers of sixes and seven, which is considerate. And I felt the pain and he said the thing was like right above me and it was sticking its foot into my chest. Hence I was feeling that stabbing feeling. 
And the first time I actually, first time I did a prayer, I said, Michael Archangel, please remove blah, blah, blah. Didn't work. And then I remembered, we're not supposed to pray to angels. You, everything should be through source, through creator, through God, whatever you like choose to call it. So I changed my, my verbiage and just said, dear God, please remove any negative, dark, low level, or found shadow of demonic entities from me and my surrounding areas. In the name of Jesus Christ. As soon as I said Jesus Christ, this went zero, pain went away, this disappeared. So that's pretty smoking gun for me. Uh, you know, everybody's a little bit different. You know, saging, uh, smudging, using Palo Santo, you know, they're, they're good tools and things like that. But honestly, nothing, nothing is more powerful than the creator and team light, no matter what you're dealing with. I always say there's nothing in team dark, including Satan himself, that are more powerful than the light. So we just have to realize that. And in fact, for that specific question, you're saying, well, the hardest thing for me to do is to get a client to, to flip that switch and realize it's gone. Because I honestly think just like we can manifest good things in our life, we can manifest the things that we don't want back in our life. So um, we need them to feel that. I, I had a lady, I was doing a group reading and she actually lived in Fort Saskatchewan. The group reading was in Edmonton. And, I said, oh, uh, you got some spirit activity in your home. She goes, yeah, I call him Kitchen Man. Every time I get up in the middle of the night to pee, full-length shadow person sitting there. And I said, okay, would you like me to get rid of it? And she said, yeah, and I focused on it. I said, okay, he's gone. She goes, okay, thanks. I said, you don't believe me, do you? She goes, well, no, it's been there for 17 years, and you're not even in my home. I said, look, you have to believe, like, you don't have to do anything, but what I'm saying is I've done this a lot. It works. But if you still think it's going to be there, it may be gone for a bit, but it's going to come back. So I didn't think much, and, you know, I got her feeling a little bit better about it. And two weeks later, she messaged me. She said, Tim, unbelievable. This thing was in my kitchen for 17 years, and you got rid of it. I said, well, I got rid of it with your help and their help. One, if you still expect it to be in there, it will come back. It probably will. So it's really a lot of what I do is, is empowering the client to realize their own abilities. You know, some I have clients say, oh, can I come see you every month? And no, absolutely not. I'm just, you know, literally a medium in the fact that I'm just there to help you connect with that light if you forgot or you didn't, never knew how or were never taught. And it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with religion. It has to do with you and your creator, A to B. You don't need a middleman. You know, it's it, uh, like... It's fine. We all could use spiritual tune-ups, myself included, every once in a while. We need that. But not on, not on a daily basis because then you're reliant on me. God doesn't need you to be reliant on me, right? It's more about knowing your own strengths and dealing right with them. Cut out the middleman. <laughs> I also wonder, hearing you say that, how having an entity or, or some kind of drama where that's concerned could give someone meaning you know, in an interesting way. Like, do you think people hold on to those kinds of things because it gives them some type of meaning or purpose or storyline? That's a great question. And, and, you know, the answer is, yeah. Um, sometimes we get caught in, uh, you know, I think we all know people that, that seem to be, they're only happy when they're unhappy. Mm. So sometimes it's a cry for attention. Sometimes it's, they just never known, and sometimes through no fault of their own, that you know they um, they've had all this trauma, and that just seems to be the norm. Calm and tranquility and love and happiness is odd to them. 
And, you know, I've seen that where, you know, back and I, you know, dating a long time ago and something, oh, no, you're too nice, you know, and they're waiting for the other shoe to drop. They're looking for it. Well, if you're going to look for it, you're probably going to find it. Right. So a lot of that, yeah, there's a good faith. uh, There's a very good um, uh, um, point to that. And I mean, early childhood development, I mean, we, our programs are, you know, are, are put into us, you know, prior to the age of 12. So any of those things that happen, we see, we learn and it gets burnt into how we're going to carry on in this world. So yeah, I, I truly do believe that. Yeah. And, and I kind of just asked you like what my theory is, but, but I've seen that too, if, you know, just on a working with people in self-development or any kind of uh, realm of their career it's that zone of familiarity so if you've had this this you know entity around your house for 17 years like not having them there that's now the unknown in the void right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's so Pretty interesting true. that's so interesting and i love that you say that you're here to help it, it, um, increase that connection you're not here yeah. to be for people to need you in the world of mediumship and psychics and spirituality there are times when it appears from my perception that people want to be needed, right? They want you to spend your money on them every month. Mm-hmm. When we chatted a little bit about this, what's your idea on, on trickster spirits and, and, and mediumship where that's concerned? Great question. And, and um, yeah, you know what, look, it, the, I guess the sad thing is in North America, there's no standards for to become a medium or a psychic. And most of these folks don't even have a business license, um, let alone insurance or anything like that. So um, it's, I think a lot of them um, very well, mean well. They have good intent, you know, and, and they, they try and help and so forth. But that's where I go back to what it says in the Old Testament, which I kind of say is good advice. Um, you know, don't, not, don't be defiled by medium. I'm not saying that these people... And there are some that are half, definitely. But I'm not saying that a lot of them are out to deceive you and this and that. They fool themselves or they get into a or, you know, team dark to, you know, deceive them to getting into that place where, you know, they're money hungry or they're whatever. Or, you know, some of the things I hear from, from some other light workers is just appalling to me because my thing is I have yet to ever hear anything from them other than love. I never hear them get angry. I never hear, them, you know, if I passed away and you and I were good friends, we had a falling out and it was 90% your fault and 10% mine. If, if you're talking to a medium, I'm going to come back and I'm going to be apologizing for my 10%. You've got to realize where they are. And if it's anything else, then that makes you wonder where the spirits are, the trickster spirits that could be that are, are giving them information because it does, they don't get mad in heaven. In a place of unconditional love, they're incapable of lying to us. And, you know, they just want us to heal. They want us to be, I, I always say they never get mad in heaven, but one of the things that, they, that hurts their heart kind of thing more than anything is when people they love the most are fighting over their shit kind of thing when, you know, when they pass on. I can't tell you how many clients I've had where, you know, they cause fights because they're fighting over something materialistic or this or that. You know, one family of four, um, they divided after their last parent died because they actually got exactly one quarter of 
what they all deserved was done very fairly. But they were the oldest two were mad at the youngest two because the youngest two got made executors. They don't talk anymore. Are you kidding me? And and just think, I don't, you know, I'm not sure if you have kids in the call or anything like that, but anybody that's a parent understands it's like the last thing I want is my kids fighting over something like that when I cross. Right. So, you know, when it comes to these and these trickster things and whatever, I always say, same thing with dreams is like, we can be deceived in our dreams. It could, they say Satan himself can appear as a, an angel of light. And so you have to think about what are they telling you? Does it make sense that it came from a place of unconditional love? Okay. So then how, what is your like litmus test? How do you, um, you know, question or, or reflect in your own abilities? Okay. If I'm doing uh, a reading for Nicole, I'll tell you what my invitation protection prayer is. And by the way, I, I don't guarantee I'm talking to your granny or, or whatever who's on the other side. And when you hear my prayer, you'll understand it. I'll say, dear God, please provide a good session for Nicole and myself with loving messages from you or those in your white light. Please protect us both from any negative, dark, low-level, earthbound, shadow, or demonic entities that may try and influence us in our reading or when we part company later today. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. So that's mine. You know, I I teach mediumship and I tell my students to, to um, you know, basically put that to their words that, that, that suits with them. I sense when darkness tries to get in and I don't even want to talk. To, I don't care because they're going to try and deceive. I don't trust what they're going to say or they're going to try and scare you. One piece of technology I don't own and I don't think I'll ever buy is the um, spirit box. So that actually picks up and you can hear it. It's creepy. <laughs> but you can actually hear something speaking to you supposedly from the spirit world on the other side. And I imagine our technologies probably come to that point where it makes sense. But I don't trust what they're going to have to say. I really don't. To me, that's too easy for Team Dark to, to infiltrate that. Mm. So I go by I go by trusting and being somebody that is both Christian and, and, and uh, spiritual and that I'm asking my creator directly. Um, so if your granny shows up, I believe it's with his blessing or maybe it's an angel that's, that's conveying that message or, or creator himself. So that's kind of my litmus test um, because I have had things where they have tried to come in and it's almost like there's a plexiglass and I can see them. They're trying to get in and, and I won't engage with them anyway. Or a lot of times people say, oh, can you tell me the history of the, the ghost or the demon? Or the, no. All you, all you should want to know is ass is out the door. That's all I care. I don't want him. I'm not going to be friends with him. I'm never going to see him again. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious and what's actually interesting there is I didn't know that you identified as a Christian before this conversation um, huh? yeah I didn't I just I just thought you had some really cool abilities and I think these are important conversations to talk about especially with what we see happening in the world it's been called um, a psychological warfare but it's also been called a spiritual warfare and that mm -hmm. resonates very much with me now you told a story that I thought was very interesting there's been people who've come to you and are looking for either confirmation of how their loved one died through the pandemic mm -hmm. or wanting to blame, you know, the vaccination. Mm -hmm. So I'm yep. curious if you would share what you've, you know, seen and experienced through that. It's a great question. And, you know, I, I always remind clients, like, if Darren was talking to Nicole 
Um, Darren's very politically correct, and Darren's, you know, you know, keep the, when the extra large medium is talking to Nicole, you don't are not paying for Darren's opinion. So you're asking from spirit. We have to be able to disconnect our opinions, our ego, to what the light is trying to tell us. So um, I've had people, um, spirit come through from the other side. I've had six so far that said, no, I died outright from COVID. I had one family who was very vax-free and proud of it and were angry that their father got, got the vaccination and he died and with suspicious, you know, um, situation. And I, and they were like, oh, it's got to be from the vaccine. And I had to tell them it wasn't. And that's me, you know, and, and I have similar opinions to you on those topics and I'm no fan, I'm not vaccinated. Um, but I have to give the truth from the light. Now, um, today would have been, this morning, would have been the 19th person that's come through that's told me it was vax related. So look, whether it's COVID or whether it's because of the vax, in my opinion, it's still rooted in evil. In my opinion, um, COVID was man-made. Man so tomato, tomato, don't be disappointed almost if it was COVID because it's they get you either way. They got, they've hedged their bets, in my opinion. So um yeah and and plenty of others have come through and some of them they never even mentioned like who had died or what were the circumstances was i was out in i don't know spruce coke stony plain there a couple months ago and love mother daughter and and i sensed that the father had passed and uh i said there was some um controversy about it and they said yeah and i said um and you guys have different opinions about it and i said yeah and I said, well, I'm here to confirm it was because of Vax injury. And the daughter said, I see, I knew. The mother was a nurse, actually. And, um, you know, it's just, we don't know. And it, it still hasn't even played it. I'll tell you one thing. Here's what, dee, 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 this just in. <laughs> a, couple of the, uh, a couple of the recent people who have shown me from the other side that it was basically from Vax injury have told me. I truly believe that we choose our pathway in life, that we choose what we want to be challenged on and so forth. Don't, I know it's hard when anytime we love, you know, somebody and they cross whatever, but the, the last couple of ones have told me they have not died in vain, that history will go retrospect at some point and there'll be, there's going to be a way to be able to prove that their injury was because their, their death was because of um, the vaccination or even for COVID in that matter, because it, I'll give you an example. This is a poor example because I don't know anything medically, <laughs> but it's as if, look, obviously if a, a body passes and, you know, um, it's either cremated or, or buried in, you know, probably when time they start figuring this out, they're not going to be exhuming bodies for this. But look, if you're in a hospital and you're sick, you're getting blood work. So it's almost like there's a pattern that I feel scientists, I actually saw the word Finland today for the first time. So I don't know if it's going to be a Finnish scientist or something. But what I saw was um, that there's going to be a marker within like the blood or the urine test or something like that, that they can go that, that you know, because that's all recorded and it's put into their, what do you call it, your health 
you know, file or whatever, right? Yeah. And um, and so say for example, it's going to be somebody that has very high calcium and very low iron and very, but but there's going to be some sort of, of course, it's not going to be those things, but there's going to be a marker that's going to be consistent with all the people that had COVID deaths and all the people that had vax injury. Because so many of these are being labeled as, oh, well, you know, they had heart issues. I, you know, I really think that this, this vaccine, you know, what it does is it amplifies whatever, I'm, you know, I'm diabetic. And so it maybe amplifies that diabetes. And, and, you know, if I was to pass, it may look like a diabetic-related death. So that goes down as diabetes, not as a, a COVID or, sorry, in vaccine in this case, right? So, yeah, that's, um, that's kind of what's being, I'm hearing from the other side. And, um, you know, as I said, look, I have to go by what's been told me before, and both sides of me, my two, you know, so if, if we're, we're back being happy, there's still some lies that are coming through. We have to be, you know, have that discernment to, to filter through. It's a lot of things that sometimes we want to, you know, and that, a lot, how many of us have been caught with that where you want to go or you post something or heard it and you find out it's not real or, or whatever, right? And and the same thing, you know, for the other side, it's just there. I mean, my personal opinion is being deceived more. But <laughs> your, more your personal opinion is what? They, they, I mean, the COVID to me is man-made, and I feel their side is, is being deceived more. And, you know, I feel bad, and I don't, and if anybody that I know that has similar opinions of me of, of being vaccinated and stuff, I don't hear them chirping or, or down, you know, degrading those that have been vaccinated. It's, it's you know, I have a friend that was uh, on Facebook, and you know, when, when that ruling came in about road versus wave in the U.S., and you know, a woman's choice in her body and all that. Okay, fair enough. No, absolutely. But why do I not get to choose what I put in my body? Right? And so that's the thing with it is, you know, it's a double standard. It's like, you know, yeah, I get it. Absolutely. You know, if, um, you know, she wants to keep her or, or, or abort a baby or whatever. That's her choice. Right? But that should apply for everybody, should it not? You know, if I don't want to put a vaccine in my body, do I not have that right? So I think now a couple of years down the road, it's they've eased off of it because I realized it, it didn't protect them. I had a doctor say to me, Darren, you're very spiritual. What's your take on this? I said, well, quite honestly, doctor, and I know he's vaccinated. And I said, I think it's the greatest deception played on mankind. And he said, so do I. He says, my, my, I got vaxxed, my wife got vaxxed, my children got vaxxed because we were told it was going to keep us safe. I had, I had a 23-year-old nursing student here on a reading a few months ago making it, you know, apologies in advance, so she had to run to the bathroom. Um, she has a back injury as a nursing student. And, you know, and she said in, in her pod where she's working, she says, if they tell us we need one again, we're, every one of us is quitting. We're not doing it. So these are medical people. And, you know, the big thing is with it is we, we need to have good, frank conversations about it. You're never going to get somebody to come up. You got to understand if they've got the vaccination and now they're worried about it, or they caught COVID, or they, you know, they're having other complications. They're going to be very defensive about the position because nobody wants to admit they made a mistake potentially. So the hammer down like that is not going to bring them over, right? Is having good conversations with them and and not being non-judgmental, of course, and just saying, look, a lot of people got fooled. It's not your fault. 
So in my opinion, that's, it's more of a soft approach. And, and uh, we look, you don't defeat evil with evil. You defeat it with love. What do you think are some tangible things people can do right now? Because you said, you know, both sides were deceived. They didn't really, you know, Team Darkness didn't really care what side you picked as long as you were angry. Right. What are some tangible things you think people can do to actually shift that? Well, you know, I, I think the, the biggest thing is not like, you know, I'm sure, I don't know about your family, but we've had those hard discussions and, you know, we didn't do things, you know, for Christmas and things like that because of those differences and, 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 or the fear of someone with COVID. I don't blame them. And my family's older, right? I'm the, I'm the baby, I'm the youngest. So I totally get that they feel that they need to look after the, their health and their best interests and, and so forth, right? Um, and I, you know, I never, I never said once to any of my family, you know, that don't do that or whatever, you know, sometimes I think maybe I should have, but, you know, I'm not here to enforce my opinion on you. I respect that, but I want to have those good conversations. Don't judge. You know, that's the thing is with it is, you know, I found, you know, early this year when, <laughs> when the stats changed, you know, and everybody was saying, follow the science, follow the science. And I posted, uh, I posted uh, on my Facebook page, really basically as soon as the new year started, the stats on AHS went from the majority of people um, that getting infected with COVID were the vaccinated. And all I did is take the AHS um, uh, right from their website, put it on my pages and said, uh, what I said, wow, this is interesting. I didn't even say follow science because that's a bit cheapy. A little, um, sorry, a little cheeky, but I just said, wow, this is interesting. I got attacked like you and leave from uh, four different countries, from, you know, friends, family, and things like that. Ah, and, and I get it. It's not, you know, I want them to see it. I'm not showing it down the throat. It's there, take it or leave it as you will, if it resonates with you. But the fact that you are responding so angrily tells me in the back of your mind that that there is, I say carefully, dis-ease in your decision that you're scared about it. And that's okay to be scared, but don't, like, to me, be like, tell me more. Like, let me, okay, let me see, or what do you think of this and that? You got to have all the facts. You can't just have it that, you know, piled up from one side or the other in order to make a logical decision. I truly feel if people are wanting to make a logical decision, investigate it. Investigate. That's what I did. I, that's how I came to where I was, as I investigated, and, and it didn't make sense to me. And most importantly, turn to that light. Turn to that, whatever that means to you. If it's all it means, is all that love and light in the universe, just feel that. And regardless of what your opinion is, don't attack others for because of what you believe. So, I mean, as, as I say, I truly, truly believe that. This is a major deception played by, a major offensive by Team Dark to divide and conquer because you think about it, not only the time and wearing masks and not being able to go out, and now your parts of your family or your work is in jeopardy, or your friends are, are, are uh, um, you know, splitting up and whatever because of this. Um, it's, wow, Team Dark has played, played you perfectly. Mm. It's interesting, and there's some spiritual belief that, you know, there is no good or evil, no positive or negative. Mm -hmm. And I'm just curious your thoughts on that. 
You know, that's a very good point. And that's, I mean, that's basically what it's, I haven't quite finished it yet, but conversations with God said, says that, that um, incidences that happen are inherently uh, neutral. And it's how you decide to deal with it, um, right, is really, it, it's because of what experience we want to go through. Um, you know, the, the gentleman that I sense today, that I was doing reading for, for a lady, and, and um, he says, I knew exactly what I signed up for. And I wanted, you know, it's, he's kind of being a murderer because, He's saying to me that the evidence will come out eventually. They'll be able to show that he's one of those numbers that, in his case, that died because of the vaccine. And others, I'm sure, because of COVID. But um, no, it, it's a good point. It's a really good point. And it's one I, it's one I, here's how I, I come to terms with it. So in conversations with God, it says that the devil doesn't exist. That's something that your religion's created to keep you in line and keep you in order, right? Could be, I'm sure. If we look at Christianity and other religions, it tells you, you know, this darkness is real, whatever. To me, for what I do, it really doesn't matter. The bottom line is, if I'm going to do a clearing in the coolest place, I got to get rid of that darkness. So would that darkness be something tangible in the form of, of a demon? Or if that be something that is a demon within your mind that is preventing you to to feel that love, to feel that, to, to live in fear over love. Let's put it that way. I can still get rid of that as easy. I shouldn't say it is easy. Sometimes that's harder as something that is actual. So it doesn't change a lot for me. It's, it's it, when I go to a clean, I always say, this is the toughest thing I got to deal with. I sense things of whatever they are, if they're manifested or real, they're nasty. But, is that something we created through manifestation or is that something that actually exists in the spirit world? To me, it doesn't change the approach, mm. right? The approach is choose love over fear. Yeah, I, I look when I was in the military police and being 23 years old and doing, doing, you know, some, some undercover stuff and things like that. I didn't know if I was going to live to see 24. I was scared you know, because of my, what I was doing. That was nothing. There was, a, you know, a day where I sensed there was something nasty, evil in my room, demon, whatever. And I close, I'm normally I'd be, I'm like closing my eyes, I'm going to sleep. I know I'm protected from above. Since that day, I fear nothing from the darkness. So I've taken that power away from it, whether it be actual or perceived. Yeah, that's so fascinating because I think there's a lot of truth there. And I think sometimes what I've observed, and I could be I could be wrong, but that people are like, there's th maybe this is just what I did in the past. I didn't want to believe in demon mm -hmm. or Satan because I felt like people blamed Satan and didn't take responsibility in their life for things. But also mm -hmm. maybe I didn't want to see the darkness either. So sometimes oh. I, I think sometimes people go there because they don't want to look at the darkness. And then that's a totally different thing than being protected from it. But, it, you know, whether you, whether you call, you know, that ignorance or, or whatever, you know, like you say, it, sometimes ignorance is bliss. 
sometimes people there's there is activity and maybe one partner senses it and the other one doesn't i don't see nothing you know he's he's crazy or she's crazy or this or that or whatever whatever as long as if it's not affecting your life because you won't give it that power game one Okay, so I'm curious because I'm gonna I'm gonna take a tangible example here because I I go back and forth with this idea. <laughs> so if somebody is like, the vaccine we know has had detrimental effects on people. Mm-hmm. So if somebody takes that, but they believe, oh, it's super good for me, and they have an adverse reaction, but they don't connect the dots because I I've seen that happening. Is that ignorance is bliss? Like to me, that's what happens sometimes if you don't recognize what the evil or the dark forces in your life is it is having an effect but you now just become blind for it blind to it do you know what i'm saying i do but i I would take it to this point do you know how many people's and examples of people that have been sick sicker than that that have had stage four inoperable cancer and this and that whatever they were able to heal themselves yeah even louise hay who has you know hay publishing things like that so many people have done it it's mind over matter it's not doubting that something was there, but what is it? In in mm-hmm. you know in one of, I haven't I've actually just ordered I haven't even got it yet. But in the back of Louise Hayes' book, it, it even tells you that if you've got this, what it is, and so forth. Look, I got this frog in my throat that I've had since about September October of last year. I had Delta last year, so is it long play COVID? Is it nodes? Is it anything else? Who knows? I don't know. I'm waiting to get into seeing your nodes and throat specialists. You know, you could go take it a step further. And if you wanted to look at it from the darkest point, maybe it's the darkness trying to shut me up, right? So you could look at it that way or who knows, you know, or it's testing me, hey, don't do so much reading, do more writing. Like I'm writing a book, by the way, called Angels and Aliens right now. So, you know, it's it's what, again, whatever this is, is neutral, but it's how I choose to put, I don't put any fear that it's anything terrible. Right. It's just hey, we're going to go through and we're going to do the medical things I'm supposed to do. We find out what it is. And if it's worst case scenario, and I deal with worst case scenario and I heal that shit. <laughs> yes. And, and I do want to say that I'm a big I'm not anybody. I'm not one of those people that's like, if you've had the vaccination, you're going to die. Because I, too, believe like healing is the most powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of people that have some homemade remedies and things that they feel work and help neutralize the, both both the disease and the vaccine. So, you know, um, no, you know, and, and, and it, again, look, I, I truly feel that we've all signed, you know, um, contracts of what we're going to do here and, you know, and how we're going to pass. And uh, look, this time coming up and, and we're just getting started. So this time we're in right now, I feel some of the strongest souls have decided they want to be here when this goes down. And whatever their role is and whether they're going to be a spiritual martyr kind of thing, like the gentleman, you know, that I spoke of earlier, or a warrior or whatever, or observer, who knows, or, or maybe their experiences, you know, I'm going to go and I'm going to be hard, hard ass on one side and then learn when I cross that I was on the wrong team. Who knows? So, I mean, again, it's how it's how we it's how we interpret these things that go down. And you know, my mom is still alive, ninety five years old. Sounds like she's sixty when you talk on the phone. And you know, we're yeah, we're in tough times. But you should have heard about World War Two and 
you know, and she lived in Belfast. I get bombed because of a ship building there all the time. And the food rations, every person was allowed one egg per week. I mean, they got other food, but for an example, and, you know, they had to keep the lights out when it started getting dim so the Germans couldn't see where, where they were. Like, you know, I can't even imagine some of the atrocities there for, you know, when you when you, you think of the, the Stalags and, and, you know, and, and the internment camps and, you know, all these things that went on. I mean, it was a horrific time. So, you know, but you know, one thing that Spirit has always showed me, and I've had some doozies happen to me in my life, never, never once did something bad happen to me where it wasn't followed up, that the light showed, we still got you back, buddy. You know, every single time. So, and, and even listen to my mom, the great camaraderie there was back in Britain to, to defeat you know, Hitler, and I'm not talking about the average German soldier, but but the root of that was evil. And, and again, maybe there's no right or wrong, maybe it's just what people needed, and, you know, who knows, but um, in from their opinion, that was pure evil, and it banded them together, and there was so much camaraderie, and there was so much loyalty, and, and, and so forth, and that that went around. So there's always something good that can happen from bad, evil, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, it can be shifted. Yeah, the spirit comes through, even the convoy. That was just such an amazing experience. And, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Now, what I was proud about that is they didn't revert to violence, because if they did, they would have played right into the hands of the opposition there. And, and that was the best thing they could have done. And, and sure, you feel... Your rights are being well, absolutely violated, in my opinion, and things like that. And um, but it's a thing of uh, them going there and not getting violent when that would have been the easy thing to do. Very true. And and I was there like it was so not oh, right. Oh yeah, um, I was on the ground. So I was looking for garbage. Couldn't find garbage because um, everybody was cleaning it up. Free food for everyone. Like it was so much love. Anybody who was there knows yeah. that. Um, yeah, it was it was an amazing experience. Okay, I want to ask you just a, a couple more questions because you said you're writing a book called Angels and Aliens. Mm. Why don't you tell people a little bit more about that, and um, and we'll we'll get into some more mysterious stuff here, and then we'll wrap her up for today because I think that's going to be a conversation on its own too. <laughs> Angels and aliens. Um, I should tell you these aren't the droids you're looking for. Um, <laughs> these what? I was doing the Star Wars Jedi thing. These aren't the joints you're looking for. Yes. Yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah. So I've had experiences with both. Um, when, let's talk about angels first. So basically the premise of this book is my experiences and experiences of my clients that with their permission to share of both those topics. And then the culmination would be what of anything do they have in common? Uh, are they contrary to each other in belief or that kind of stuff, right? So um, I'll, I'll tell them briefly my, one of my angel stories. I was, uh, when I had my slip and fall and, and, and had all that going on in 2012, I had, uh, you know, I was rock bottom. I was rock bottom, you know, and I wasn't working I, because, you know, I was leaving one job for another. You know, my wife left me at the time. I had, uh, you know, at least I was in a hospital for six months, and it was it was tough, tough situation. Um, anyways, I remember driving through a parking lot 
uh, actually was what do you call that mall? The, not West Hampton Mall, but uh, not Melbourne Mall. But is it Melbourne Mall? No. I forget the name, it's gonna to come to me. It's just on like 156th Street, kind of. And oh, Metal Arc, Metal Arc, Metal Arc, thank you. And um, I was driving through there at night and I saw an elderly couple. There's a Safeway and a liquor store, and, in, and then there's a, a big garbage bin. And um, I saw an elderly couple looking through the garbage, and I just heard this voice in my head, Darren, go help them. So I turned around and I said, I rolled down my window, I said, Hey, folks, how you doing? And they came over to the window and they were just delightful and there was something just not quite adding up for me. But anyways, I, 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 you know, it's cold. It was about this time of year. And I said, look, I don't have much in this world, but I'll give you half of it. I literally only had $40 to money at that time. And I gave him a 20, you know, thank you. God bless you. And blah, 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 blah. You know, and I feel good. And I pull away. I look at my rearview mirror. They're not there. Look at both side view mirrors. They're not there. I spun around immediately in my car because I know that you can't go where that is. You basically, the only possible place they could have been is they jumped into the bin. And I even got up and looked because I go that and I look behind it. There's no way they could be. They disappeared. And there, there is a saying in the Bible, um, be mindful of entertaining angels unaware. And it was like a little test for me. The next day, and I forget what it was or how I got it, I got $200 for something. I don't know the exact scripture, but it basically says you do the good things, you'll get it back tenfold. Well, I wasn't good at math, but 10 times 20, I'm pretty sure it's 200. <laughs> so um, that was me entertaining angels unaware. And so I share some stories from my clients that are amazing as well. When they needed them, and it's always when you need them that they show up. And, um, and the aliens, well, um, so in 1987, I was a very young military policeman and, uh, I did my, well, I wasn't yet, I guess I was doing uh, basic training in, uh, in Empton uh, with the reserves, but I went out to, we were doing Redwater. We we're doing big exercise in Redwater. We went to go do a, a um, a patrol late at night. We dug our trenches and everything and we went to patrol we went about 8.39, we got lost. Our compasses were doing one of these, all of ours. We got so lost. And you're supposed to maintain bush silence and all that. And it was so black. I remember going, I could not see my head in front of my head. I get poked in the eye with twigs. There was something. And we found this little clearing where there was a little, I don't know if it was a big slough or whatever. And we went, we just kind of... And there was a little bit of moonlight there. And so we sat and uh, we got a break and drank from our um, thermoses or whatever, right? And uh, canteens. And then all of a sudden, no no sound. This massive ship is sitting on top, top, over top of And I don't mean disc. I'm talking, this is the mothership of all motherships. It's probably about size of six football fields. And it was right above us. And I remember some guy saying to, to our, our leader there, Master Corporal, can we shoot at it? And I'm like, well, first of all, we have blanks. Second of all, if it's capable of interstellar travel, I wouldn't recommend it, right? And uh, he's like, shut up. And I'm like, holy shit, look at that. No, he shut up. I'm like, seriously, bush silence? We, we don't even know where we are, <laughs> right? And so anyways, it was amazing. I don't know how long it lasted. I'm guessing it was about 20 minutes. 
And we all started dead and we had to be bush silence and we started marking back. And so we were up all night marching and we finally got back, found the parking lot because the exercise was wrapped up. And and I turned to, to the guy that wanted to shoot it. I said, holy shit, what was it? What was that? He goes, what was what? I go, that UFO we saw. What are you talking about? I'm like, you wanted to shoot at it. You asked him, asked the court if we could shoot it. He goes, I don't know what you're talking about. He couldn't remember. I remember the whole way burning it into my memory. I had to burn it into my memory because it was going, it was fleeing. Our, out of our entire platoon, when we got back, only three of us remembered it. And since then, I, call, I reached out to one of them. He doesn't remember it anymore. There's only one other left that can corroborate that, and I can't find him. But a female sergeant who was in a different platoon, it wasn't on her thing. She says, Dan, I don't, I wasn't on that, so I didn't see that. But she said there were so many weird things that happened that weekend. Like you wouldn't believe, you, like you, that does not surprise me that that happened. So um, since that, I, I, I've, uh, I don't know if you're aware of Dr. Greer's work. Uh, um who also does not believe in vaccinations by the way um and he he says that you can meditate and bring in extraterrestrials so i've always heard about him and and when his movie came out close encounters of the fifth kind contact has begun so that just means human initiated contact with extraterrestrials um i wanted to try it because they do these all over the world so i got a little group together with seven of us for the first one by barhead we saw some amazing things. We had night vision goggles. Saw some amazing things. And the second one was probably the best one. And it was at um, Seba Beach. And we there's a thing called flash bulbs. One, two, three. They let you know they're there. And then sometimes you even just see a ship. We start seeing them on the ground in the trees that look like white Christmas lights. And I invited them to start coming come closer. And they were white orbs like this. Solid on the outside. Like a big marble. But wispy white in the middle. Except for two or three of them were orangey color. And it was euphoric. I don't know if they were extraterrestrials, multidimensional beings, angels, past life. I don't know, but I felt euphoric and it was amazing. So, yeah, we've done over 35 of those all over Alberta now. So, it's close in county. It's CE5 Alberta is my group on Facebook. That's so fascinating. And there's, there's a lot of, again, people who are scared of that and mm -hmm. think that it's, you know, not good energy as well. Um, but I think it's interesting that you're involved in all these different things. And also, you communicate with animals. I do. Just in case you didn't think I was weird enough, Nicole. Yeah, I, uh, I was really interested. I didn't know I could do that. Um, actually, the, the client, uh, uh, Pam Gold and her, her husband, uh, Joe, uh, the ones that live out with by Tiger, they're real, but fantastic human beings. And we did, I did a reading there for her and her friends one day. And one of her friends is a veterinarian and she goes, Oh, can you communicate with my horse? I go, I don't know. I've never tried. And like, there wasn't, the horse wasn't there to be clear. And I described the horse and yeah. And then I said about this other big male horse, like alpha male. No, didn't know anything about that. And then when Joe came in, he goes, Oh, I heard you can communicate with animals. Like, oh, apparently <laughs> I didn't know. And, uh, he said, uh, Oh, can you communicate with my late horse? And I, and I even got the name, the name was dude. So I got the name right, and I said, "What's this big black horse?" Or not black? It's not black, but it's like a chestnut or whatever. But um, and he goes, "Well, I don't have any that died like that, but it sounds like one we have out the back right now." And I go, "It's an alpha male. It's control." Like, yeah, yeah. I said, "It's pissed off," and I go, "Why?" He or he said, "Why?" 
somebody used to ride him and he doesn't anymore and he feel he's mad he, he misses him he wants to be with him and i go i bet you he doesn't let any of you uh, the rest of you ride him no and they said that i think it's was that one nickel i think was in a horse thing and it turns out that i didn't know i just saw the two little kids apparently he had another child that's in university or college sorry they're from another uh, marriage and he was away at college I said, well, when he comes back at Christmas, you better get you better get him on that horse and ride it. And now the horse is amazing. The horse does barrel racing with the little girl. She's 13 and Emma. So uh yeah, and then then it got into doing uh uh thoroughbreds and quarter horses and racing. And one of my oldest clients, um, Trina Andros, uh fantastic jockey and very spiritual. So uh, the first time we tried it, she was in a stake race up at Grand Prairie. I drove her up there. Did some visualization with her on the way because she kind of gone through a bit of a slump of things and that. And then we went and found the horse. It was called Obsessed Bug. Never won before. It had three races and the three of us connected. And the horse told me that it was scared of coming out of the gate. And Kring goes, Yeah, he's, uh, she's had, I'm here with a female. She's had three races and twice she fell out of the gate and once I was on her. So I just visualized with her, go a little slower to the gate and then accelerate and go. They were long shots, 28 to one. They won by about four or five of the horses lengths. They kicked it and they won a nice blanket for their, you know, that other stick race and stuff. So, uh, and then there was another horse called um, Timbers Express that I worked with and it had part of its ears burnt off because of um, uh, stable fire. And I worked with it a few times and uh, it won. They won both times uh, and both horses now are nominated so neither one of these horses ever won a race before and both of them are nominated this year that uh, posted whatever the horse racing association alberta had nominated them both for different awards so wow yeah. Jared. i mean you have you have results that's for sure somebody i get though somebody hearing this it's like you talk to animals you summon mm -hmm. uh, you get rid of ghosts mm -hmm. you you bring in aliens <laughs> it's <laughs> So it's so fascinating. What do you think? Why do you think that all these worlds and these different things um, are crossing your path? Well, you know, it's yeah, that's a good question. Um, as far as the alien thing is concerned, look, I mean, the universe is just too massive to think we're the only, you know, thing that are alive. And, um, you know, it says, you know, it's funny. One thing, and again, I'm no Bible expert by any means, and I don't belong to any denomination or anything like that, but I know I think that's a little bit by design because I'm a kind of a, you know, free agent and, you know, and because of people, if you, you know, if I say, you're, oh, you know, coming here, come to this, you know, they turn it away, the religion part, but, you know, I, just because man screwed up religion, not, not, not creator. And it, it, so they're scared of that. So they disconnect with their creator. Anyways, long story. What I was trying to say is that, uh, if you believe in what it says that that God created everything in the universe, absolutely everything, adamant or inanimate. So, just like humans, there's malevolent and benevolent uh, human beings. I believe this is the same with extraterrestrials. However, I feel that most of them are actually benevolent. They're at a higher uh, uh, form, uh, uh, higher vibration, different dimension, things like that. So. They look just like communicating with spirit, communicating with animals. There's no voice. Mm -hmm. So when you get, we've had about up to 32 at once doing uh, focused meditation and sending it out there. 
it's not like maybe some of them are coming from way out there and they're coming. Some of them are just da la la booting along and then they hear us and then they stop and they're like, oh, hey guys, one, two, three, flashball, and away they go. So mm-hmm. I think it's all connected 100%. Um, so again, God created everything in the universe and I believe that He has that, uh, you know, animals, uh, extraterrestrials, past loved ones, angels, you know, these are all things that we can communicate with. So to me, it, it just seems right and normal. Um, have I got it all figured out yet? Heck no. Not even close. Okay. I love it. Okay, ask everyone this question. What's the biggest lie you once believed? The biggest lie I once believed was you can't. So we have been programmed, we've been lied to, we've been, you know, we have so many of these blockages and a lot of ones we put them on ourselves through, again, if, you you know, if incidences are basically neutral, then we're choosing to make them bad. And so I think it's just coming into our realization is how powerful we are, how loving we are. Um, and that there's nothing that really we can't do. You know, I'm a big soccer guy. Just watch the World Cup. Alfonso Davies came from my soccer club, actually, in Edmonton, the Edmonton Strikers, and he was born in a refugee camp in Liberia, and he came over here, and he, you know, he lived in little rentals behind Londonderry Mall, and then his parents couldn't afford him to play soccer. They both were working jobs to try and keep the family together, and now he's one of the best soccer players in the world. He's the first one ever to score for Canada in the World Cup. He's playing for Bayern Munich. He has won more trophies, whatever his age is, now 22, 23 the most. Did somebody tell him he can't? Did he think when he was in that refugee camp, not knowing where he was going to go or worried about his next meal, that he was going to be one of the best soccer players in the world? So, you know, we've all had different journeys and we all have reasons to believe we can't, but, you know, don't drink that Kool-Aid. Mm, I love that. And do you think that there is a main message you want the world to understand? I guess it would be it would be this. You you don't defeat evil with evil. Don't get into their wheelhouse. Don't they they're doing lots, it's hurtful, there's luck, you know, it, it's frustrating you see it and it's easy to get angry. Believe me, I've got it too. I've got Man, when this stuff first one, you want to see a big six foot four X cop all those eyes out because it's overwhelming. But I had to get past that, you know, um, and I had to look at it and say, approach it from a place of love and that manifesting the the white hats are going to win. Okay. There's nothing in the darkness that's more powerful from the light. So if my own thing is say, and I get it here, I get it that, there's things happen in our world and that that is consumes us. And, you know, this poor lady today losing her father. Um, of course, it's painful. Nobody would blame you for that. But anger doesn't serve us well. Love does. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Darren. You're very welcome. Appreciate the time, Nicole.